This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is October 6th, and the Yankees have lost game one of the ALDS versus the Boston Red Sox. A lot of stuff happened in this game. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore for weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. All right, thank you guys very much for joining and listening to Talking Yanks. I know that this is a loss, so it's a bit of a downer, but you're still coming and you want to talk. I, uh, I appreciate that. We appreciate it. We want to tell you who sponsored this show. We got four sponsors, you know, four, Jake. Four people sponsored this episode of Talking Yanks. I apologize that they sponsored a loss episode, but big shout-out to Matthew Tucker, Chris Palmero, Adelaide, that's a fun name, Viguri, and Jamie Rico, and an apology to um, the guy who I said had a typo in his own name, Mogren. He he got in touch with me, said I didn't typo my own name, <laughs> which... Yeah, because it's his name. It's his name. He's probably very used to writing it. So shout out to those guys. They're our most recent Patreon supporters. It's $2 a month. We said last time October is going to be your biggest bang for your buck a month because we're going to do all these post games after every game. Uh, and you can watch live, you can watch the video, and you get your name put in a raffle for a jersey. Four people, four runs. Four. If we had more people, it would have been more runs. Wow, there you go. All right, so we just hopped on the mics. Jake and I didn't talk at all uh, pre-show, so I don't know his vibe after this loss, and he doesn't know mine. So let's get into that right away. Um are, are, I love in your vibe. You're giving me headache vibes. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm. I have a terrible, terrible headache, which is. But like, you can't have a terrible headache and have a good vibe. <laughs> no one's ever said that, you know. I know, but my vibe about the game is different than my vibe about my terrible headache. Okay. Are you? Twitter's a nightmare right now. My Instagram mentions are a nightmare right now. Nightmare, dude. Nightmare. Like, almost, I was going to say something so mean. I won't do it. Are you on their side? Are you nightmare? Are you, there's positive signs, but this sucks. Are you fuming? Are you annoyed? Are you, what are, what's your vibe right now? I'm, I'm fine. I mean, it's, it sucks. The Yankees had a lot of chances to win this game. They could have opened so much better. We're going to talk about that a lot. But hey, don't if you want to blame this on James uh, J. Happ, don't, don't, because Glaber Torres, Giancarlo, a lot of people had big at, at bats and big opportunities to do something in this game, and they didn't do it either. So yeah, did Happ not bringing it suck? Absolutely. But 
he got yanked pretty early, which that's a conversation too. And, you know, you can't just start playing the, the guessing game. What if Hap throws a double play? What if Hap goes four more innings shutout? What if Hap goes two more innings and gets torched? You can't start playing that game either way. So you're, I, you've been seeing a lot of people blaming Hap? I haven't seen any. Are you kidding? Yeah, man. I haven't seen I'm honest. I haven't seen any. I've seen 100% Stanton. No. Yeah, I, I don't know why that comes to you for some reason, but no. I mean, Hap's, they went up 5 nothing in the third inning. Mm-hmm. And that was too much to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's both. I mean, I don't, I I mean, don't, I don't ever, loss. I don't ever like saying one loss. or the other. I mean, the home run was the game, though. If the start, if anyone ever wants to blame a loss on a vidu- individual, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they're going to be wrong. If there's one play that could have decided the game and they did something really stupid, yes, and I think that's part of the problem. I think Sports Center and coaches have gotten away from actually doing that. Because then you go back and you say, well, we never should have put ourselves in that position. But you go, hey, if we stopped him on that fourth down, or if the umpire called that third strike, then yeah, that doesn't happen. And we've we've kind of ignored that as almost a sports society just to kind of get us through it. But no, you, you can't do that in this game. You can't. The Yankees had a ton of opportunities. I'll, I'll, I'll a lot of people did good. Four at bats. What's that? Four at bats were the difference in this game. Two when Hap was pitching, and two when we were hitting. Maybe I mean, three. It, it, it could have been less. I mean, Glaber Stanton gets a good one. Hap gets. Hap doesn't throw that inside fastball to JD. I mean, it, you can do that if you want, but I mean, there was a lot of opportunities all around, and. We did a lot of the stuff that we thought we had to do to win this game. We got up Sale's pitch count. He was out early. We got to the Red Sox pen, but it still didn't happen. Yep. I mean, let's start with Hap. We'll move on. Do you want to burn, and then we'll go into talking about it? We can do that. All right. You got to burn? Let me bring it up. Oh, I literally just closed out on it. Nice. So say something nice. Say something about Patreon. Say something about shirts. Uh, we put a whole new line of shirts out, which feels weird now since we lost. But the shirts are funny. There's one that's they're just very basic Red Sox, like Judge over Betts, uh, Didi over Xander, Veritek left his mask on, Joe Kelly sucks at pitching and fighting. We're going to... All the, all the shirts to piss off your Red Sox fans. Yeah, wear, wear them to Fenway, get beer poured on you. Uh, give, him, and we, give him his fake secret Santas. And we get, yeah, secret Santa would be good. And we got more coming. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of people want us to be yelling and screaming. You'll, you'll hear that tomorrow, maybe. I said on the post game, I said on the pregame that we did on Instagram Live that if we won the sale game, it was huge. If we lost, it's not, we just got to win. We just got to, we have to win tomorrow now. Like now, tomorrow, it, we have to win. But, we're set up. There's good things. We'll get to those. We'll, we'll, I want to go down the line. I have a list. I want to go down the line. We'll keep it organized down the line. It just sucks. We we won seven innings of baseball, basically, but we lost the game, and that's baseball, Susan. Yeah. There's, there's, there's positives from this loss, which hurts. Oh, yeah. ton of positives. All right. You got your burn up? Yeah. Here we go. Jake burning the first 
of the divisional series game. On your mark, get set, burn, Jakey, burn. Jay Happ versus Chris Sale. Couple southpaws. The rivalry is back on Yankees Red Sox. We're doing five, and it's bottom one. Jay Happ struggling. There's a video clip of him shaking. JD Martinez at the plate with two on. Boom! He ropes one. It just sneaks over the monster. It was a bomb, though. It's three nothing Red Sox in the first. Boston's going nuts. Bottom three, it's still 3-0 until Steve Pierce. He gets a single off of Chad Green. They pull half early. Interesting twist in development. Bogarts hits a sack fly after that. It's 5-0 after three. The Red Sox are cruising. They love that dirty water in Boston, but top six. Luke Voigt, the guy, the dude, he keeps doing it. He singles to right down the line. The Yankees get on the board, it's 1-5, okay. The six continues, Didi grounds out. They beats it out, 2-5 Yankees, okay, okay. Seventh inning, Luke Voigt, fielder's choice, it's 3-5, beats it out again. The Yankees, they have the opportunities, they're in front of them. Eighth inning, they can't do it, strikeout. Top nine, Judge gets Kimbrell the second time this year. It's four to five. They need base runners. They need base runners. They don't get them. Kimber strikes them out. Red Sox win five to four. They take one, game one of the LDS. Yeah. We lost game one of the LDS last year to the best team in baseball. We got destroyed by Trevor Bauer last year. Didn't put up a fight at all. So more fight than last year. Uh, five game series, you can lose the first game. Like, it's not damning at all. It's not good. Obviously, you'd rather win. I don't think it's damning. It does make tomorrow a must-win. Brett Gardner said that in his postgame that he thinks tomorrow's a must-win. It's not actually a must-win, but it's it's figuratively a must-win. It's not literally a must-win because you get more games. Last year, we went down 0-2 as well. But let's start with Hap shaking on the mound. Just looked nervous. Couldn't command anything. Did you have that clip? I couldn't find it, but I, I everyone, but I was doing a lot. I was on Periscope all game. Right. I was avoiding Twitter, so instead I just went on Periscope and talked with those people because I can like I can mute and block the people that are just like so negative. Three nothing in I the mean, first of a nine inning game, and people, that's it. It's over. And I mean, that's people. It, you don't don't suck into those people. Don't even talk about no, those Jake, people. They're not worth it. But it was the surprising amount of people that I like have interacted with all year who just threw in the towel that I haven't done it. It was bizarre. It was much much more than I'd ever seen. And like especially right. after last year, you're the year, guy they're going to go to on that, and it's a big game. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I'm telling them and the, our listeners that probably maybe felt like that as well, reminding them it's nine innings games. Went down 3 nothing the first. We did come back if we didn't give up two more runs. It was there. We made a game of it. People forget how long games are, five-game series. Calm down. Yeah, that's Twitter. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but people have these thoughts. Yeah, everything's instant. Mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. Um, Hap walks Pierce. I. They asked if he was pitching around him. He said no. Second batter, third batter of the game, not pitching around him. Just couldn't find my spot. Then he gets down 2-0 to JD. So those are those are the Let's two at bats when Hap's pitching that are that are. You can't four pitch walk Pierce, but you cannot go down 2-0 to Jimmy JD. J Hap threw six straight balls, and I thought I was 
I was hoping it was the camera angle. He was shaking, dude. Yeah, no, I, 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 I saw it live. I couldn't go back and find it because I was doing things. You're nervous? I don't know. He seems like a, he's, he was supposed to be. He's supposed to be this unflappable dude. Well, no, and this is this goes back to the wild card game argument. We we said because anything can happen in baseball. That was the whole fear of the wild card. Anything can happen. Luke Voigt his first career triple in the wild card game. Yep. And I mean, we're going to talk about a lot about the Luke Voigt story, but anything can happen in baseball. That's why it's a beautiful sport. That's why some people love it and some people don't get it. Jhap was shook. He couldn't deal with it. And that's why we weren't satisfied with him in the wild card game. Because he's a rental. Maybe they re-sign him. Who knows? We're not going to do any of that talk. But with Luis Severino or Masahiro Tanaka, those guys are vested in your team. They're going to give you everything. And if they give you that dud, they can go back and look everyone in that locker room and say, Guys, you know I gave everything I have. I love this team. I love everything we're doing. I'm giving it my best. J-Hap, if this is the last memory of him, hopefully, you know, and again, I, <laughs> just just for this spiel, I'll end it with an optimistic note. The Yankees win the next three, uh, and J-Hap doesn't pitch in this division series again, or we don't see J-Hap again and we lose, and J-Hap moves on to another team. This is it. From Jay Hat, the the last image of him will be him shaking on the mound. Yeah, I, and we had two months of him. Two months of fantastic. We probably would have been and, in Oakland. And if- this is and again. So I don't want this to turn into me shitting on Jay Hat. Pardon my French, because it's not like he wasn't trying his hardest and doing his best. This is baseball. He had a short leash. We talked about the troubles. If Ben and Tiendi has a decent game of him getting through, Mookie, Ben and Tiendi, Pierce, <laughs> I keep saying Ben and Tiendi, Ben and Tiendi, Pierce, and JD Martinez, that's brutal. We talked about it pregame. Even if he was pitching incredible, he was never going to have a shot at those guys three times. Yeah. And it came to the second time, he'd already been beat up, and he got yanked. And it's. It is what it is. I'm I'm not knocking him for not trying or anything, but this is why he didn't get the wild card game start. Yeah, Sevy's the guy. He's you're you're invested in him. But I mean, Hap was the right guy to pitch game one. I like some people in my Periscope were trying to like like uh, Monday morning quarterback the decision. Like this is why we shouldn't have pitched Hap game one. No, you cannot no. change the decision based on the result. He was the guy to pitch game one. Those guys probably tweeted before the game how good his stats were against Boston, and they tweeted their pregame projections. We're going to win eight to one. I think so, like some of these, yeah, yeah. But I mean, these Twitter, are- we we talk about it when we did the pregame show on Instagram. Like, if you ask us for a prediction, we're fans. It's not like we're going to predict the Yankees to lose. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what Twitter is. So, yeah, you come into that game and you say, we're going to fucking kill Boston. All those guys probably said, oh, we're going to slaughter Boston. We, oh, we're going to sweep them. We're going to kill Sale. Price can't touch us. Then we're going to go to the stadium. Sevy's on the mound. Boston sucks. This 108-win year is done. Well, guess what? Now look. You lost me a little. Yeah, because I, I was talking to the crazy Twitter people that can't, 
use logic and see it as a real thing. Yes. Yep. But some people might be wondering the thing. So I think I'm, like if if we're second guessing Hap starting, we're not. He that he was definitely the starter. No. Yeah. Um. All right. the The big thing is the big thing is Chris Sale looked good, like very good, dude. His his change up on the corner was nasty as hell, and his sliders were crazy. Like he, Chris Sale is a very good pitcher. He looked very good. I thought they put a lot of competitive at bats versus Sale that had bad results but competitive at bats, which helped get him out early. So so I like that. But I mean, no denying that I, Chris Sale looked very good. Um, Stanton actually was the one that knocked Chris Sale out of the game. Red Sox bullpen looks trash. We put P- Red Sox bullpen. They may beat the Yankees. They're, there's no way this team wins the World Series. Hey, they looked bad, but they got the absolute biggest outs they needed they to win the they game. Did. They got all the pressure outs. The perfectly. Glaber strikeout, the Stanton out. I mean, they used more relievers than us, and our pitcher was out in the second inning, third inning. Yeah, that's pretty correct. And they they used a guy that we thought was going to be their third starter. I think he still will. <laughs> and as the setup, yeah. Which, but still, that's. I mean, that shows the straights they're in, but it's also playoffs and. You live and die by that, and it it worked for them enough tonight. Yep. So the next the next key moments of the game are bases loaded, Andujar walks, um, uh, Gary walks on four straight pitches, Glaber comes up and has one of the worst at bats. Well, I thought it was going to be the worst at bat of the night. I think Stanton beat it out in the ninth, but Glaber has the worst at bat. And I'm on Periscope and just, like, going through this, like, all right, don't swing because he just threw four straight balls to Gary. So just take a pitch. Glaber's probably thinking, yes, he just threw four straight balls, but now the bases are loaded and he has to throw a strike, so he's probably going to give me a strike. But then the pitcher outdueled him, threw him a breaking ball. Glaber swings, like, way over it. Then he throws three more straight pitches out of the zone to get to a three-to-one count. And now, like Glaber, he's got to throw you a strike. So you're you're top six right now. Yeah, I'm just going my big moments of the game. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, we skipped a little bit there. I mean, we we missed the whole Yankees kind of fighting back in, which is really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I think people I think the storylines from this game we got to tackle right away. I think that's what people okay. want to hear us talk about. Okay. Glaber's at bat was terrible. Not swinging at that three one. And then a lot of people were saying, well, it was paint. Like, it was on the corner, and it was a nice strike. Sure, it was. But Kenny Singleton said it on a broadcast. Like, the the guys that are good with bases loaded are the batters that understand you have the high ground. The pitcher is squirming because he can't throw you a ball. So you have to be aggressive. And we just had so many times where 2-0, 3-1, where we just, just took it. And Duhar... Took a 2-0 pitch. Maybe it was 3-0. Like, I'd never seen him take a pitch. Just put the bat on his shoulder halfway through. Yeah. I just, like, be aggressive. Be hitters. Want to hit. That's what I kept saying on Periscope. Want to hit in that big moment. And Stanton and Glaber just looked like they wanted nothing to do with hitting. Want to hit. 3-1 to Glaber. He should be so excited to put a ball in play, and he took a strike, like a fastball with no movement. It was on the outside half. I don't think it was as pretty as some people were telling me it was. And then he strikes out, and it's like, God damn it. 
And Jim, I think something you're dancing around a little bit is where baseball is at at a sport. We saw Lance McCullers throw 22 straight breaking balls or whatever it was last year. Don't quote me on the number, but if you're in a hitter's count and you see a fastball and it's around the plate, that's probably the best pitch you're going to get to hit. Because that's, that's kind of where baseball's at. I I mean, think of all the sliders away you see and, and all the... And I mean, earlier in the count, it comes into pitching and what you're looking for and all that. But if you're in one of those hitters counts and you see a fastball, and this was Luke Voigt today, and I was... I, I don't want to say I was laughing because that sounds obnoxious, but when I saw the Red Sox pitchers throwing Luke Voigt like fastballs in the zone, I was like, you're... You're messing with fire. I'm sorry. I know I know the Luke Voigt no- show is still new to a lot of us, but that's what the dude is looking for. Mm-hmm. And if you throw that, I mean, you're setting yourself up. You're, I, I realize he doesn't have anywhere near the pedigree of Judge, Stanton, any of those guys. But what he's done the past month, if you throw him a fastball first pitch over the plate – or in a hitter's count, like, that's a dumb move at this point. And the Red Sox were doing some of that. They weren't giving Luke Voigt respect, which, in a way, he doesn't deserve, but in another way, he very much does. Had uh, two RBIs, two hits today. Yeah, so that's, and that just ties into what you're saying with Glaber. If it's 3-1, you should be looking fastball, even if it paints the black, if you see an outside fastball, you can put a good swing on that. Yeah. And you don't want to put yourself in a 3-2 count where the guy can throw a curveball or anything and get you out. Yeah. And and the counter or the response I saw from a lot of people was like, "Well, he's a rookie, he's young." And my response to that is, "Of course, that's why he looks like this. Sure. It, it, he does look very much like a a rookie young player, a little too gung-ho and overthinking or something, but I hope he reins it back because he's had some yeah, he's had some if, bad approaches at the plate lately. If you're gonna if you're gonna play the rookie card, then like you almost can't be mad at the team for losing. Yeah, if you're like, well, like, give, oh, cut him a oh, break. Labor's a, a rookie. He's got out. Well, well, <laughs> okay. It's always weird. Then when, are you mad or what are you doing? It's always weird <laughs> when people do that because they're like, he's a rookie, and I'm like, I know. I'm criticizing him as a rookie. Yeah, if you're going to be happy for every home run he has, then you can't be mad at every – or you can't just let every strikeout he goes have, yeah. you know? Yeah. Let's move on to Stanton's two terrible at-bats. Yeah. Um. The The one in the ninth is, is fucking – Bleacher Report posted their predictions for the series. I tweeted out, kind of went viral, that they thought the Red Sox were going to win in four games – four games yep. to three you know bleacher report a sports website didn't know that the alds was five games if you're making those predictions how much do you have to not know baseball to not know that it's like just like scary it's like scary that that's who bleacher report has writing baseball predictions that they don't know like that. you you and i have second thoughts sometimes like are we just two young guys doing a podcast what is this really and then you see something like that and you're like our coverage of the Yankees, I think, is better than almost anything out there. <laughs> like, literally. Yes, Network does a pretty good job. 
Yes Network does a great job. They're a channel dedicated I, I to know, the Yankees. Anyway. But compared to ESPN, Bleacher Report, any of that, it's like we are so much more tuned in. So looking at that prediction that Bleacher Report made that it was going to be a seven game series because and it's not and it's like just so embarrassing. Like I don't understand writers editors. You look back at that and you're like that's fucking embarrassing. That's how I feel about that stand at bat in the ninth. It's the same level of embarrassment, dude. How are you going to go walk up to the box, stand there, see five pitches, and not swing the bat once? What you bring the bat if you're not going to use it? You got a bat in your hand, you might as well use it. Like, just think of any little league coach yelling. How are you going to have just a completely non competitive at bat with one out? down one run in a playoff game and you and judge just hit a home run how are you not gonna swing the bat that makes no sense i i I honestly i don't understand how bleacher report pays people to write baseball predictions that don't know that the alts is five games and i don't know how john carlos stan as a professional baseball player honestly walks up there and doesn't swing the bat i can I, I try to get into people's psyches. I think Glaber was looking for the first pitch fastball because the guy just walked him and he was going to throw him a cookie. I think he, I don't know. You know, I, you know, I try to get into the head of guys. What's Stan thinking? Five pitches, Jake. Yeah. Didn't swing the bat. Not even a check swing. He literally just took every pitch in the ninth inning. And it's it's kind of a funny fan thing and I I try to level myself out on this stuff but when judge homers and then you hear Giancarlo coming up and again there's so much Jeter A-Rod stuff and I've been feeding into it lately but you almost felt like uh when judge comes back after hitting that home run at, at on Kimbrel that he looks at everyone in the dugout especially Stanton and he doesn't say anything cuz he's judge but he's looking at them like, you got, guys, I did my shit. Mm-hmm. You guys do your shit, especially you, Giancarlo. You want to be the man? Are you mad that I'm judge and I get the headlines and I'm the Yankee guy and these fans boo you? Well, you know what? It's right here for you. It's right here for you. If you want to do it right now against Kimbrel, these people will bow down to you. And then you do that. And then he had... And, but at the same time, when Voigt came up, I kind of had the same thoughts, but it's more Luke Voigtish. It's like, holy shit, if Luke Voigt does this, mm-hmm. like what? But Luke <laughs> like, Voigt... Like, not only is that crazy for Yankees fans, but that's a mindfuck for Boston fans. But Luke Like, Voigt- Giancarlo gets you, he gets you. If Luke Voigt gets you, like, whoa. But Luke Voigt at least put together a competitive at bat before he struck out. Like, what are your chances of hitting a home run when you don't swing? Michael Scott quote. Like, come on. Swing the fucking bat. Five straight pitches. And and again, Glaber didn't help. And Stan didn't come through. And Hap didn't come through. Those are my real big things about this game. Those are the only negatives I have. Hap didn't get the job done. 2.1 innings. Five earned runs. That's garbage. You were supposed to be our stud. Glaber looked super young. Glaber did get a walk, and he did get a little dribbler, so he was on base twice, so that helps. 
But that one at bat could it was huge. It was huge, and I thought he had, his approach was again it wasn't competitive. I don't mind. I I'm not going to get on a guy if he throws together a really good at bat, grinds it, and the pitcher bests him. I won't I'm, I won't scream from the rooftops. But what the Glaber at bat and then the Stanton at bat are they're terrible. Yeah, and that's and I mean that's a lot of what we're circling around because I mean what inning what inning is it that we I mean, we're bases loaded, no outs in the seventh. And then Stanton strikes out. Voigt beats out the double play, and then Didi grounds out. But again, we get one run out of bases loaded, nobody out against the bullpen that is clearly reeling. Like, there's there's a lot of points in this game where the Yank and not to harp on something I've been harping on all year, but like, the tub was ready to overflow. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we got that that one double in the gap in the seventh, or that one double in the gap in the sixth, or what was it, the fourth? Um, no, not the fourth. But Hicks had that crazy at bat. But I mean, every every inning with their bullpen, like guys were there, and you. But at the same time, we still got to them. So you, that's why you have these mixed emotions of like. We did it, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I. There were also some like little bad breaks. There was, there was Didi double in the second, missed chalk by a couple inches yeah. with Void on first, by and that, the foot. Yeah, but but that was huge because it was on sale too. Yeah. And then there was when he was D- still kind of reeling. Didi almost hit the pesky pole by a couple feet. Yeah, that would have been big. The Kutch had a nice little slapper down right that Mookie tracked down and then almost doubled up Glaber, which was another yeah. Glaber safe, so whatever, I'll let it, let it go. What the fuck was Glaber doing on that play? Like, how is Mookie, he's running to make the catch? Yeah. And that's how far off Glaber was that before he made the catch, he, he saw Glaber that far off. Like, oh, throw it, because that was a hell of a play by Mookie. Yeah, that, I, I think... From from the few exchanges you and me had during the game, I think you're being a little tough on Glaber there because that's more so incredible by Mookie. He's he's one of probably three starting right fielders in the Major League Baseball that get to that ball and then making the throw and doing that, and Glaber still got back. If he doesn't, then I'm full on your team. But well, it was about a, you, a couple inches, so it was cool. yeah. But I mean, you can't. You technically can't play that yeah. game. I mean, that turns into baseball, and that's I think Glaber Glaber ready ready to run if it lands, which it would on again ninety percent of starting right fielders, and then it's a it's a great play by Mookie. I think you got to know Mookie's there, and that you're not getting the third. I think you got to play that better. Like I think if you go to the, if I I think you don't tell Glaber angrily, but you go to the tape and be like, next time, we should know this situation a little better. Don't don't make it that close. Yeah. yeah. So and hey, I mean, and but dude, baseball being a game of inches. Imagine if Gary throws out Benintendi stealing in the first inning, that, which was a bang bang play. That's the less negative I want to get to. That includes that play, is that. Benintendi uh, alone, small ball dust, and and I I fear that the Red Sox and any team, if we move on, can make that a plan to like Benny stole. I think that rattled Hap, and he was safe by a little bit. They almost got him. 
Benny bunted. They didn't even get him out at first. That hurt. Later on, they bunted, moved a runner over. I think uh, we haven't really had a, a terrible defensive mistake yet. Almost had a bad throw in the wild card by Andy Hart, but nothing, nothing terrible. But I, I think it would be wise of the Red Sox to force bad plays because I think Yankees can give them. That's the other thing that scared me about just the rest of the series strategy-wise. I have more positives about this game than negatives, which people probably don't want to hear or think I'm just trying to shoehorn it in, but I do. And I, do you want to, I wanted to end on the positives before we go into the next game. Yeah, I, I think the only other things I want to let out there that's with with the Ben Benintendi steal that, again, we had a huge impact on the game that is a little play that you won't look back and say had a huge impact. The other one that was big, and again, it was early, was the Andujar double play. Um, Voight got the single to lead off the second. You had Sale on the ropes in the first. And then Didi just misses the double. He ends up striking out. So you go from Didi double after the Voight single Mm -hmm. to striking out, and then Andujar grounds out to second for an easy double play. And I mean, you went, you went a lot of extra pitches to a lot less pitches for sale on that inning. And that yeah, was the you, second inning after a 20 pitch first. Those two things go differently. You can, you can yeah, play you, that game forever. Yeah. You, you go runners second and third with Andujar up and sales at 30 pitches to now sales out of the inning with like 35. And yeah. yeah. So, but that's, that is baseball. The Yankees aren't, the Yankees are if the Yankees are on the other side of that play, we're not talking about it as a huge moment. We're saying like, oh, what a what a great pitch by Tanaka to get out of the inning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And bad breaks happen all the time. All right. So let's 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 do some good and then we'll we'll touch on game two. Um let offensive or pitch uh, all right, good. Aaron Judge is coming to play two home runs in two games in a big spot there. I just wish someone was on before him, obviously, but he got three hits, one run, one walk or one RBI judge had a good game Voight with two hits. I thought Didi put together really good at bats. Like we said, he got unlucky a little bit, but I thought he looked good. Cut. Didi looking good is an underrated thing. Cause Didi did look better than he has since he's come back. Yeah. Um, but mostly, Luke Voigt being real is still very much a thing, which is mind blowing almost every game. Yeah. Oh, the other thing we have to talk about that's kind of negative, like Hicks got hurt. Guardy had to come in. Guardy broke yeah. up the double play, took his walk, broke up double play, a little grinder stuff. But then in the end there, maybe you want Hicks up instead of Guardy versus Kimbrell. Uh, Hicks says he's okay, he says he might just be cramping. He thought it was cramping. Then he felt the hamstring. He, th- he went for an MRI. He thinks he can play game two. Um, I'd. I, I don't know if they'll play him. We'll see. They In the regular season, they definitely wouldn't, but they have changed everything because uh, they completely flip-flopped their philosophy that we saw every day in the regular season because I thought Boone did the bullpen great. I thought he did a great job with the pen today. And I, I was kind of kind of going to feed this to you. Uh, Chad Green's performance. I mean, the a couple of the runners score. Nothing ends up on his tab. You're normally the reliever inherited runners guy where where do you stand on that do you just say good performance chat or do you hope hope for a little more well, or how, how do you well, how it? did how, one of them scored on an out right like a, a sack fly 
Sackfly was Bogert's, but I, I believe there was, there was a Steve th- Pierce had single. the single. So the single I, I put on Chad. Right. Um, not fully on Chad, but I, I think there should be like half sacks. I think there should be half runs in the scorebook. And I think that should be because that's a reliever's job is to strand runners. Yeah. They, uh, Chad had three batters hit the ball 100 miles per hour or more in a row. I think all for outs like sack flies. But in the end, he went two innings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two innings and that. His his line is two innings, no earned runs, two hits, a walk, no strikeouts. Yeah, but but I'll give him one of those runs is his. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset with Chad. I, it's right. it's the hand you're dealt. It's but it's not. Would have been better to get no runs to strand all those runners. So I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's I. And I say this in a positive note, and it's where a lot of these wishy-washy feels come from. We we kind of shut down the bottom of the order. Nunez goes 0 for 4. Kinsler goes 1 for 4 with 3 Ks. Leon goes 0 for 3. Jackie Bradley Jr. goes 0 for 2 with a walk. So those last four hitters, they get on base twice in, let's see, almost 15 plate appearances. That was... <laughs> fake quick math i think i'm close though so we shut down the bottom of the lineup which we said that was kind of a key to the game or i've been saying it's, that's a key it's to the game. watching watching a red sox game is is weird yeah and even our, our red sox friends friends were on it too they were like yeah things were pretty high in the first but now we've got the bottom of our lineup coming up so we're kind of recovering it's two different speeds for sure yeah it's like okay worried okay Three quick outs. Okay, worried. Okay, why'd you just walk JBJ? He's a quick out. Yeah. Um, so, but you have to take care of them because if you don't, like we've said, if you get let one of those guys beat you, and I saw a lot of comments like you can't let their best player beat you. It's like, why do you think he's their best player, bud? Yeah. JD is going to get his, and Mookie's going to get his. It's all about limiting that and being able to overcome it. JD hits a two-run homer, we're in a different spot. If uh, he hits a solo hot homer, we're in a different spot. But it's like the saying, don't let their best beat you. Like Their best, that's who beats you. Don't let their worst beat you. Don't let the bottom yeah. of the lineup be the reason you lose to the Red Sox. If you're going to lose to the Red Sox, it's going to be because of JD and Mookie. Yeah, and I mean, the, you can tie Pierce into that too in the first inning. I mean, there we talked about this before the game was that Pierce batting three was a clear strategy by them to get an early lead. Because if later in the game that three spot came up and it was Pierce or Moreland instead of J.D., you look like an idiot. But you get the easy walk to Pierce, and now you got J.D. Martinez, and that that ended up being the story of the game. But, dude, Yankees had ten hits. Sox had eight. Yankees had five walks. Sox had three. So the Yankees got on base... Four more times than the Red Sox, they came up one run short. Um, again, it ends up looking really bad for Hap. Um, and like we just talked about, Chad Green came in and he didn't do a, a lights-out job. He did an okay job. Um, so, yeah, again, like I, I thought two of the keys of the game were getting to the Red Sox bullpen and shutting down the bottom of their lineup. We did those two things like really well, and yet it just still didn't happen. So, emphasis on happen. Yeah, and Chris Sale's good, but 
Well, you know, the other thing is Kimbrell had to get four outs and we touched him up. Their whole bullpen got touched up. So if we get to price tomorrow, today, whenever you listen to this, and they got they they got like a little more of a tired bullpen that's already getting roughed up a little bit. That nobody has rolls or anything. You're seeing Purcello in the eighth, and you're wondering like what? Maybe we'd see Avaldi I mean, tomorrow. We need tomorrow. We need to get to price early. I mean, tomorrow's a must win in my eyes. I don't. I'm not going to lose faith down two zero, but it's very hard, very hard not to. <laughs> even though we saw it happen last year, but um, tomorrow's must win. And you need to get to price. So today, today I wasn't as nervous. I said in the pre-show, I'm not nervous because if we win, it's fantastic. If we lose, that sucks. Yeah, the, the vibe went from we can we can paralyze the Red Sox because let's be off. Let's be honest. We're confident against David Price. We weren't sure what Chris Sale we were going to see, but we have confidence against David Price. And again, especially from what we saw from the bullpen today. As as long as David Price doesn't go seven innings, one earned run, like we still feel confident as a team because we can get that bullpen and we can get David Price. Um, I don't know. It's just a very much the Red Sox are going to be all in for tomorrow. All in. To not, to like not going to be sharp. If, if they go up 2-0... I mean that's huge. You then then the shoe is switched foot. They feel like the sh- hey, the shoe is it, switched foot. Nice. The shoe is switched feet. Um, they feel like hey, we can just steal one from Yankee Stadium and win the series. Or end of the day, we're back at Boston and we just win it. Oh yeah, which was kind of our mentality coming in. Yeah, we need um, to win tomorrow. Need to win tomorrow. And I don't so, yeah. think that what we showed. Like last year at this point, when when Trevor Bauer shut us the fuck down after Game One, right. and we were a different team. We weren't a hundred win team last year. We were younger. We were we were we were different, and the expectations were different. Well, Glaber's a rookie, dude. But then we then we had Kluber Game Two. It's a much Kluber. different feeling. I know we should have won Game Two too, and the whole Joe Girardi and all that. Blah 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 blah. Right. But I'm saying after Game One, I think our podcast would be like. Mm. We didn't really show any signs of life there. <laughs> Showed signs of life here. Uh, we just need to win tomorrow. I mean, you need to win tomorrow. Yeah. Otherwise, tomorrow, then you get an angry pot if we lose tomorrow. Especially if we lose not getting so many runners. I, I, I hate the... Like, I understand those two at-bats by, by Glaber and, and the men left on are bad. But some people say I'd rather have gotten shut out than leave so many men on base. And it's like, no. I want men on base every inning. Every inning, I want men on base. And if four of the innings, we get them in out of the nine, I'll take it. Just put them on base. Jimmy, I, th- I think I've got the positive spin you're looking for. Yeah. Chris Sale pitched today. He wasn't true Chris Sale, but he, he manned up. He he pitched. I thought he looked his, nasty. His, his off-speed stuff was, was special today, yeah. which normally – he doesn't need to rely on. Normally, it's fastball slider. That low and away changeup, that was a beautiful pitch. Yeah. So let's give him credit for that. I thought he looked great. So if you want to look back and just look box score and ignore the game, Chris Sale and the Sox got us today. So you're going into tomorrow, and on the opposite side of that, Jay Happ went two innings pitch, five earned runs. And your bullpen came in and technically was lights out. Yeah. So if you can go into tomorrow and say, Tanaka, 
You have to be better than two innings pitch, five earned runs. Our bullpen is going to do their thing. Chris Sale is not on the mound. David Price is. Let's go get it. If And if you bring that and you have that mentality, and let's... I, I think as a Yankees podcast, we get away on shitting on David Price too much because he's a very good pitcher. He's had some bad starts against the Yankees. Well, the last four years, he's been very bad against the Yankees, good against like the rest of the league, basically. I, I think the best way to say it, while giving a lot of respect to David Price, is that he's fragile. Aren't we if you If you can get a couple against him early... You none of us picture in our head like, oh, we got we got two off a of sale in the first, and then he settled down for six innings. Like, no. If the Yankees get two off a of sale in the or two off of Price in the first, I mean that's full attack mode. That's try to put up double digits. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. And again, we're <laughs> we're the Yankee fans on the side of that. the The Red Sox fans are saying, hey, Dave, go out there, throw a gem, cure your demons. And we'll, they, won, uh, they won. They're happier than us. Yeah. They're a better team in the regular season. They're happier than us. Whatever. I'm not. Did we come in too cocky today? No. 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 I mean, you weren't expecting that out of Hap. How could you? If you, if you, if you said you, you expected that out of Hap, you're lying. Right. I mean, or, or you're just like the most pessimistic fuck out there. Sure. But in, tomorrow, we got to win tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with our pregame show on Instagram Live. Those have been fun. Actually, can you do it tomorrow? Should we, oh, we'll yeah. We'll figure that out. Okay. Um, what time is the game tomorrow? 7.30 again? The, the Astros and the... I think it's a little later. I think it's like 8.10. The Astros and the Indians have no primetime games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of be poo-poo MLB on that. I, Red Sox-Yankees playoff day game, I think there's something... Like, I realize night game is going to get better ratings, but... Oh, I hate day game postseason baseball i don't think they should oh i don't know on a saturday i'm into it no i don't think they should have them like i like i think it the whole mood is completely different the night sky does drastically different things i think it's because the contrast of the lights and the night sky make it more i don't know man yeah i don't know i guess for me like a saturday afternoon game like boston yankees you almost buckle down and be like this is probably going to be four and a half hours yeah. Of the best baseball you're going to see this year, it's it almost turns into a football mentality. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm not that way. I I was watching one of the days games today, and I was like, this sucks. You know what sucks? Astros. The, the I've never been there, so it might be nice live, but that stadium on TV is hazy and dark and so weird. You can't see like the fans from behind home plate. Oh, what about the fans at Fenway? They were weirdly quiet. I think that's camera angles. I, I went to a game at Minimate. I liked it. Um, I'm saying on camera, it looks bad. Yeah. Um, well, dude, we to- we talked about it. The red, even our buddies were like, "Yeah, when when we have our top five in the batting order up, like, let's go game time." When it's the Sandy Leone, Jackie Bradley show, I mean, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. That's not pay-per-view. Although, if Sandy Leone hit that pole today, I was—I think I was about to start swinging. Down the left field line? Right field. He was close. He almost hit the pesky pole. Someone, oh, JBJ almost hit the left field one. Went into those seats that look scary as hell, right by the left field pole. Leone? 
down the left field line, it went into the seats. I don't know who it was. It was one of the bottom guys. Oh, I'm I'm Leon almost hit the pesky pole, and I was I was just ready to do like the just the throw up the arms emoji, just because it's like, well, shit. It 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 was at the point in the game where it's like we've kind of done everything we've wanted to since the third inning, but we're still not there. And then Sandy almost catches one, but enough enough of that. You think Stanton's going to struggle now after his home run in game one? You thought he was going to be hot. He did have a hit today that knocked Sale out of the game. Which led to a run being scored, but he, yeah, but I mean, he would, going he, going up there and not swinging in the ninth, man, it's terrible. He he was on a couple balls today. He he was a little late on a couple ones. He roped foul. I'm I'm not. And I, let me say this before I say this. <laughs> let me say this before I say this. You're a hundred percent right. It's the ninth inning. Judge just went yabo. You saw five pitches. Swing the bat, babe. But. I mean, it's still Craig Kimbrell, you know? Like, it, it's not, even if he does, so if he swings one time and misses by a foot, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, that, well, that was a decent at bat. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm walking over myself a little bit, but you still can't expect uh, just a home run in that situation because Judge hit one, you know? I'm not. I know you want a better at bat. I just want. But. You. What are your odds of hitting a, hitting a single when you don't swing? Slim. When you swing, they up. Stand and swing. Yeah, but I, I don't know. If he swings at one that bounces in the dirt, there the at bat looks even worse. And I know now we're getting into semantics. I don't think baseball. so, dude. I think going up there and not swinging is really, really bad. Five pitches and and a two zero count. Want to hit. Yeah. That's what I would tell Glaber and Stan. You're very good. You're really good at baseball. That's what I would tell Luke when he was like, and their team when he was 12. Like, you're better than this pitcher. Walk up to the mound and say, oh, this pitcher has to try and get me out. I'm so much better than you. I'm going to crush it. Want Right, and that's that's where I still say it's Craig Kimbrell. But, but it's not Joe Kelly or anyone else. Well, in it that doesn't, pin. dude. It could be anyone. It could be Zeus. Want to hit? Go up there feeling confident and cocky, like want to hit. I don't know how to. That's all I have. They didn't. They yeah. both did not want to hit. Yeah, and I mean, this has been our Hicks discussion all year, but I, I don't know. That ties into almost being up two zero almost hurts them there because then it's probably two zero. I'm gonna look for one pitch to hit. 2-1, that's, that's probably the one you screwed up on. And then he hit him with a knee, knee buckler for the strikeout. Yeah, but it, 2-0 was fastball. Right. And, and that's what we talked about before, that in a playoff baseball game, if, if you get a fastball in what should be a fastball count, you, you got to be prepared to do something with it. Yeah. If, if, if you're given the chance to do something big with your bat, take advantage of it. Too negative. Give 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 them some happy stuff before we head out. And before everyone goes to talking Yanks, they sign up for Patreon, $2 a month. You can win a jersey. You can see all of our content. Or you just go to our website. You buy a shirt or something. We got a lot of silly shirts. And now here's James Vincent, Michael O'Brien, with your good news for tomorrow. I think they're going to come out swinging. Last time against Kluber, they came out. They were down one. They came out swinging. Didi hit two homers off him, I think. Maybe that was – Didi hit a big three-run homer off Kluber or something like that. 
Judge did good. I think Judge is the catalyst and leader of this team, and I think he sent a message with that home run in the ninth. I think he sent a message all fucking game. He was the first one to really hit, hit get like a nice solid hit off sale at the end there, and then Stanton came to afterwards. Uh, lean on Judge. Judge's second-year player, lean on Judge because this dude is the real deal. Leader, postseason, awesome dude. Tanaka, postseason, postseason Tanaka's a stud. Now, Hap was supposed to be a stud, too. I love Tanaka. I will never not have faith in Tanaka in a big game. He is a big game pitcher. Remember that time I, he went I against know. Darvish and said, this guy speaks the same language as me? We're one of six. I'm going to shove this game down his throat. And he went nine innings pitch, zero runs in Texas. I think it was actually at Yankee Stadium. They won on a walk-off by toe. I know you're not a huge lineup guy. The only touch that I think I would make, especially for tomorrow, flip Andujar and Gary. Andujar had a couple big at-bats early in this game where he had the ground in the double play and the strikeout, where Gary had some okay at-bats. It wasn't the best day for him. He lined out to third. That was a nice um, foul ball indicator. which which could have been which could have been also a walk late in the game. We're we're not going to do that whole thing. But no, you, his you numbers against Mums. his number his numbers against Price and what you saw from the young bloods yesterday. I I mean I I think that would be one of those little tweaks that you'd hear analysts say too much about before the game. But I think could be a really good thing for them. Well, to quote Gary, before we go, every great story happened when someone decided not to give up wow that's what he tweeted out after they lost game two of the LDS last year and the whole Gary, uh, Joe Girardi debacle I am Gary I am fast I am strong thank you guys very much for listening um, if you think we missed anything if you disagree with some of our takes if you agree talk engage tweet review rate uh we love talking. I spend all my day talking to people. Go check out the shirts. If you have a shirt idea design, send it my way. Some people requested like different things. Just made it real quick for them. Sent it over. So that's easy. Thanks for listening. Most off Instagram live tomorrow before the game. We'll tweet out the time. If you want to uh, join us for our pregame thoughts. Thanks. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Must win tomorrow. Going to be nervous again tomorrow because I think it's a must win. It's not an elimination game. It's a must win. Go Yanks. Tell him, Grandma. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks.